Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Inclusive Class Podcast. Through interviews and discussions, it's our goal to explore the promise and practice of inclusive education. I'm Nicole Erdix, and I'm one of your hosts for the show. I'm a parent, inclusion teacher, and creator of the online resource, theinclusiveclass.com. And joining me here this morning on the other end is my co-host, Terry Morrow. (laughs) Hi, Terry. Good morning, Nicole, and welcome to all our listeners. I am Terry Morrow. I'm the author of 50 Ways to Support Your Child's Special Education, and I write about special needs for about.com at specialchildren.about.com. I'd like to mention to anybody out there listening to us live that we are not taking phone calls, and I am not opening the chat room today because I am too sleep-deprived to look at two windows at the same time. So um, this morning I would like to, since I nattered on about my Reader's Choice Awards for so many past weeks, uh, I would like to give some tribute today to the winners. We finally mm-hmm. have winners, and great. a great group of resources they are. So uh, the winner for Favorite Special Needs Parenting Blog is Not Alone. The For Favorite Special Needs Online Community is Down With That, the group. Uh, for Favorite New Special Needs Parenting Book, it's Asper Kids, an Insider's Guide. For Favorite New Special Needs Memoir, it's Uncommon Beauty. For Favorite New Special Needs Children's Book, the winner is A Special Friend. For Favorite Special Needs Twitter feed, it's at think underscore inclusive. For Favorite Special Needs app, it's Autism Mate. And for Favorite Special Needs Regional Resource, it's Florida Center for Inclusive Communities. So we had like 1% uh, margins of victory in three of those categories, and many, many of them were very, almost all of them were very, very close. So thank you to everybody who voted for your favorites. Thanks for all the resources who participated, and I urge everybody to Go to my site at specialchildren.about.com. Up in the left-hand corner, there's a link for the 2013 Reader's Choice Awards. Click on that and read up on some of these resources and check them out. There's really some good stuff there. And thanks, for everybody, for listening to me gab about it on this show. <laughs> well, those are some great resources, and congratulations yeah, to all really the winners. Are. Yeah, I know. I watched that, that yeah. on social media, the... Uh, <laughs> When people were getting down to the wire. <laughs> oh, voting. yeah, it was tight. I can't believe how tight it all was yeah, um, yeah. right up until the end. Uh, it was it was touch and go for many of those. So uh, a Good. great year. Wonderful. Well, yeah, that's a, a, a great resource to have. So definitely check that out on your website, Terry. And now I'll Thank be you. sleeping for the next couple of weeks to make up for <laughs> all the stress and work of doing that. But it was Well, don't it. sleep right now because we have a fabulous <laughs> guest with us. So <laughs> Yes. Definitely. Uh, today we have on our show uh, Julie Savias from the National Down Syndrome Society, and she is going to be talking with us about ways to include children with Down syndrome in the general education classroom. Good morning, Julie. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me. This well, welcome very, to the uh, show. Exciting. Yes, and we're looking forward to this discussion. Um, there's so many so many things that um you know we can talk about we've only got 30 minutes so uh it was, we've got a few questions here so I'll get started okay. can you tell the audience a bit about yourself and the work that you do sure i have a daughter who's 4 now she's in preschool and she has down syndrome her name is nina 
And I was in marketing in retail, and I switched careers about a a year and a half ago to work for the National Down Syndrome Society so that I could spend more time devoted to Down Syndrome and helping her and helping others. So I've been so happy with that. And Mm -hmm. at National Down Syndrome Society, I'm the VP of Marketing. Oh, great. Good. So you've basically moved careers, and now you're following something that's passionate and meaningful to your life. Exactly. I've heard many other parents who who get involved say the same thing. You know, everybody has their own expertise and way to get involved, and it's so nice to be passionate about what you do. Just like I can tell you guys are about inclusion. It's just great. Yes. We uh, talk about it, live it, breathe it. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep it, everything. (laughs) Part of our world. Now, can you tell us what your personal experience has been with inclusion in schools with your daughter, Nina? Yes, I'd love to share that. I feel like I've been very fortunate because um, where I live in Connecticut, we have an inclusive public school preschool. So um, she's gone, this is her second year that she's wrapping up, to a preschool class that's half kids who have various special needs, if you will, um, Mm -hmm. and half typical kids. And... um, it's been a great experience. Her teachers really experienced with it, and the kids, you know, they kind of know that some of the kids in the class need assistance, and they're sort of part of helping, and they all do things together and work on weaknesses and strengths together, and it's been really, really nice. So now we're coming up on that one of the tricky transitions to kindergarten. Ah, I, have you done any planning for that already, or is that to come? We're uh, sort of right of in the middle of it. There are many meetings, as I'm sure many people have experienced <laughs> mm-hmm. or will experience. So yes. I think I have three formal PPT meetings coming up okay. to evaluate results of, talk about results of evaluations they've done and then craft our new IEP for kindergarten and then meet with the new elementary schools so that everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. So and will she be included in... At her elementary school, is that the plan to have her included in her regular classroom? She will. She'll be at the elementary school. That's my local school where her brother will be in third grade. So I'm really happy to have them in the same school and the same schedule and together. Mm -hmm. He gets to pick her up at the end of the day and walk her out. So that'll be nice. And so it's a general ed um, class, and she'll have her IEP and her supports, which will be similar to now, but I'm just learning the differences, you know, between preschool and kindergarten. Yeah. Slightly yeah. different format of how things are done. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And then it changes from year to year, too, sometimes. Yeah. So. I'm sure it does, yeah. <laughs> I think now, one thing I've learned is to be sort of flexible and take things the day at a yeah. time almost. Yeah, exactly. But you've got some wonderful resources for support, too, so that will help. Now, what is unique about including a student with Down syndrome in the classroom? There are probably uh, a lot of similarities between some other um, needs and disabilities. So there's a really wide range of abilities for people with Down syndrome. So, some, you know, every person, every kid has their own timeline. There's really no exact path. So... Um, it can vary from being nonverbal to just being delayed in speech. 
Mm-hmm. Um, most kids need a little more repetition, a little more time, and maybe modifying things in a different way. Um, in preschool, it's not that tricky because you're doing a lot of hands-on things and a lot of mm-hmm. play. Um, but I imagine as we get into the higher grades, there'll be more adaptation of actual curriculum. Mm-hmm. But she gets um, speech therapy, physical therapy, and occupational therapy, either a combination of pushing into the class or pulling out of the class. And that's mm-hmm. pretty standard for Down syndrome right. that you would have sort of across the board. And then each child has their own strengths and weaknesses. Some are really great at fine motor, some are really great at gross motor, some talk early. It's just really across the board. Hmm. So, in a sense, there aren't, um, I mean, the, the differences are very, are varied. And exactly. You just, yeah, it's in an individual situation. It's very individual, and I think that's one of the things that concerns me going into kindergarten is I keep hearing, oh, we had a student, do you know so-and-so? <laughs> she went through, and she had Down syndrome, and I uh-huh. it kind of keep reiterating, well, Nina's Nina, and right. she's going to have her own strengths and weaknesses, <laughs> and <laughs> it really has to be that individualized plan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. appropriate. So I'm sure um, that's something a lot of us experience, that you kind of mirror the person who came before, but oh, everything is different. Yeah, that's true for, for pretty much any disability. It's right. Pretty, you know, there's a certain – one person goes through, and then there's a certain uh, – Mode of operating that gets made for that, and that's what they want to apply to every kid who comes after. Right. So, yeah, it's right. good to be be uh, focused on the individual child, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Takes sometimes a more that time gets to, good to ways, learn a new kid. Bad. Yeah, exactly. But if they have positive feelings going in, that's a good thing. Did it work out well for the one child who went through before? <laughs> Were they happy with that? I believe it did. (laughs) You know, I think so. Because sometimes, Um, yeah, well, we had a kid like that before. Oh, boy, we don't want this child. Oh, right, right, yeah. But you don't want to hear that going into it. That's true. Yeah. Is she she, going to be getting uh, pullouts for all those services, or are they going to try to work it into the kindergarten classroom? You probably don't know yet. Most of it will be, I mean, at this point, from what I understand, is most of it will be in the classroom. Oh, that and um, I'll certainly be pushing for that, especially in kindergarten. There should be yeah. not too much need to pull out to go over, you know, detailed curriculum on mm-hmm. a different yeah. pace. You right. know, a lot of it is still, there's all the kids have a shortened attention span. All of them need to move around. And, yeah, um, I mean, things like speech and, and OT and PT are part of the work of kindergarten in, in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's all still a little bit... Um, every all the kids are kind of in the same boat more or less. You right, know, yeah. um, they're all going right. to be working on writing letters, and I I imagine that that's going to be a challenge for her. But everybody's going to be practicing and practicing that. Yeah. Well, when you go to your meetings, push and be a pain in the butt for classes. <laughs> it's never going to be We all need that extra year. little. Don't worry. Push. A little bit of guilt for you for to take with you. Kid. Yeah. Um, as, how do you how do you stay educated and informed about inclusion and your rights as a parent and what to expect at the school? Are you talking to other people in your district, other parents, um, or do you have a relationship set up with the people at the school? How do you, um, going in stay here, informed. how do you know what to expect? 
Yeah, you brought up a really good point there first, is talking to uh, people in in uh, my neighborhood, in my same mm-hmm. school system. That really helps. I mean, from the moment Nina was born, the people who live in my area and are in the school system have been so helpful and, mm-hmm. you know, have so many tips of this is what I did and this is how it went for me, this is mm-hmm. what you can do. So that's very helpful. And I have gotten involved in the uh school system to be the special um, special ed representative for my school Great. so that I'm kind Great. of very involved and know the people integral to the process. Mm-hmm. Um, that still doesn't mean they just give you everything you ask yeah. for, but it's definitely <laughs> helpful to know the right people to go to. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, it is time-consuming, you know, so I've been very lucky yes. to have a flexible schedule and work for an organization where sort of everything I'm working on helps me do my work better. Right. Um, That's very nice. Yeah. But I do uh, try to – I'm always looking for new books. I'm really excited about all the things you just rattled off about, all the winners (laughs) of books and apps, because there's always more out there and something new and different. Um, Uh I think I I don't even remember how I found you guys online, and I was so excited to find the inclusion class. Mm-hmm. And um, I did just take something that was offered in Connecticut by an, a very well-known attorney in the in the special needs um, education space. So she started something called FAPE University, so Free and Appropriate Education University, and it's like mm. a two-day class on how to advocate for a child, oh. which is very helpful. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I think... There are a lot of resources out there. It's just a little, yeah. you know, have to take the time to keep looking both in your local right. area and nationally, and we certainly offer resources on ndss.org. Yes, for that was going to be my next question. What what does NDSS do to inform others about <clears throat> Down syndrome and inclusion, both parents as to what they can do in terms of inclusion and maybe schools and, and parents of regular ed kids as to what to expect? Exactly. We hope that both parents, families, anyone who cares about or for someone with Down syndrome, educators, therapists, all use our site as a resource. We put up all types of resources and articles and information. Mm-hmm. So Great we have some on education and early intervention and inclusion. And um, what I'm looking for in one of my priorities this year is sort of offering more tools for schools or for parents to take their to their schools because that's mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. hard for me is what can yes. I bring in and show the teacher <laughs> or what can I bring in on World Down Syndrome yeah. Day and show the kids that's appropriate mm-hmm. for kids and that kind of thing. Um, so always looking for suggestions and new books and resources. Right. Um, so we're going to be working on more of that Um we used to do more printed things, and so many more things are online. Mm-hmm. We'll have mm-hmm. some more online resources as we work through. Um, and we are honoring a organization at our luncheon this year that I found, which is called Michaela's Voice. Mm-hmm. And they have a couple books, and one is talks about a boy with Down syndrome, and it was written by his peers in his class which mm-hmm. is really neat to have a book written yeah. by other kids, for kids. So mm-hmm. we're going to be honoring that organization and and highlighting the book, which is called High Fives and a Big Heart, because it's really about inclusion and how these kids really embraced um, 
him and and how they were in class together and how it was a big win for everybody. Great. Thank you for that. And I'll put that – oh, I'm sorry to interrupt and jump in there. I just wanted to mention that I'll put that – a link up to that book on my website, theinclusiveclass.com, so our listeners have an easy way to access it as well. Great. Mm -hmm. She has another Mm -hmm. book too, so um, that's uh, about her daughter – uh, in school, and she had different disabilities, so it would be great for people to take a look. They might be helpful resources. Um, I know my I read it to my son, and it was good for, like, a second-grade elementary school level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we try very hard at NDSS to inform people and help them through the process, and we'll be working mm-hmm. on more resources. Good. That's great. great. Thank you. Good you know. mentioned that that you you talk to a lot of parents in your neighborhood and community. It sounds like you have a, a network for her of of regular ed peers as well as um you have you have non special ed parents as resources as well as special ed parents. Oftentimes we only just get together in our little knots of people with the same issues to talk to. So that's a really good do you feel like you have her fairly well included in the community and in your neighborhood? Um, I do, yeah, and I, I hope that to grow when she's a little older, um, mm-hmm. you know, where sports can be more of a focus and right. group activities. Um, but she spends a lot of time on the playground with sort of everybody and her brother, and I think mm-hmm. that's a really, I mean, it sounds so basic just playing on the playground, but I think it's really important mm-hmm. that she's yeah. there and people see her playing and she's just one of the kids yeah. and Right. She gets used to that playground, and she feels comfortable there. So that'll be yeah, her whole playground. A lot happens on the playground. <laughs> it really a lot happens just on there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there's also exactly. a comfort level between her and the other kids and the other parents and the other kids if she's been seen and known around. She's not just, oh, that kid who's different in our class, but, oh, that's Nina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know her. So. Exactly, and, I'm, and when I'm at work, she's also. apparently out and about, and I meet all sorts <laughs> of people. Oh, you're Nina's mom. <laughs> uh, it's nice. Yeah, it's very yeah. nice. Yeah. That will be very helpful in terms of inclusion, and as long as you're at the neighborhood school, right? Well. And it's great to be able to go to the neighborhood school and not be the kid who goes 45 minutes on a bus to someplace yeah. else. <laughs> exactly, I feel so um, blessed to have that, and, you know, it's worth working hard when it's not going well to stay in that situation. I think um, everyone has their own situation and their their right. best place, but I think I'm hoping that that will be the case for a long time. Is your son excited to have her at the same school? Or He is. He's so that? excited. <laughs> He's like, I'll see Nina in the hall. I get to pick her Aww. up. Yeah, so that's, that's good. nice for them. Yeah. yeah, that's nice when it works out that way. It's, it's a normal, to have an older a, a typical experience. Just that her. is a typical experience for both of them. It's you know, I'm sure he sees other older brothers picking up their younger siblings from kindergarten. So right, it's a it's a typical experience for both of them, and those are great. He to gets have. to do the same thing. Yes, and then yes. Do you have so plans, you Julie, to? Um, be involved in other areas of the school as well, if you if you have the time to be able to uh, volunteer. No, you know, and, one of the hardest things care. is picking the priorities right now, which, yes. which thing to be involved in and exactly how many are going to be the special needs groups and areas yes. and how many are yes. going to be regular. So I think what I've decided on is to be the representative for, her ki- for kindergarten on um, education and uh, arts so all the class trips 
and things that uh-huh. they're going to do in the class when they bring in a special writer or artist. So I yep. think that'll be really fun, and that'll just be a general program. So yeah. that's a way for me to get involved and meet the other parents and the kids and see her in mm-hmm. class, which is so fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and nice. Terry always uh, talks about the importance of being around the school and being around, yeah. you know, you get to be around the teachers and other people in the school, adults in the school, and maybe get a little bit of insight into what's really happening if you yes. <laughs> are looking for information. Yeah, my and, my yeah. spot was always the school library. That's that's the best oh, that was, place to fly from. But it's uh, it's you have to have a little bit of a flexible schedule to be able to fit that in. But yeah, exactly. Uh, that's I always that's, recommend to parents if they can, because then you become part of the woodwork and people talk in front of you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard nowadays, especially with increased security and everything. Yes, yeah, that's true. But it's so nice to see them in action. Yeah, Yeah. it is. My my kids often didn't like having me in the classroom and behaved differently when I was there, so (laughs) I have to 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 find other ways to do it. Yes, yes. Um, and teachers, I imagine, behave differently with parents there too. Right, it's hard to but, get that real picture of just how is it every day in the class. I want to, I want to sneak onto the playground and peek through a window. Yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, when you when you think about the future for your daughter, certainly beyond kindergarten um, and others regarding school and inclusion, what do you worry about? I imagine we all have a lot of the same worries. Yeah, you know, it's like we all have probably way too many worries. Of the and, procedure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm at the end take, of it. Nicole's sort of in the middle, so you're at the beginning. Right, right. Um, you know, what I really am just a little fearful about is middle school because I hear a lot of the typical parents <laughs> really concerned about uh-huh. middle school. <laughs> and I just think, yeah. geez, I don't remember this. What is so hard about middle school? Mm. <laughs> now it seems like that's when the kids click up more and yeah. Um, yeah. the after-school activities are different. Everyone's got the thing that they love and go off to. I've heard some mm-hmm. uh, struggles in getting some after-school programs that are more easy to include everyone in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm not even going to think about high school and, and yeah. college programs. <laughs> just, I think well, I'll tell you, middle school will be my next. Horizon. There's yeah. a there's a click at about fourth grade also. There's a there's a little oh. switch over at about fourth grade, especially with girls. That's mm-hmm. when some of the girls start to find that it's fun to be mean to people and and mm-hmm. to ostracize. I know for my daughter, I think that there was a definite sea change at about fourth grade with how yeah. girls treated each other. And when you have a kid with developmental delays, they're not hitting those milestones at the same time, so they're right. still on you know. Kindergarten time. <laughs> Everybody else. Yeah, they haven't hit the <laughs> let's click up and be yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's still everybody is my friend, and then some of them decide, right. well, hmm. Yeah, so, so much. Good times mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you feel uh, your school district has a pretty good uh, record with inclusion all through school? They, they have just... a pretty good record. No one's, you know. Perfect, um, but I have heard that elementary is the easiest, and it gets harder as you go up. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the challenge. And you know, yeah. I'll be looking at your site for tips. <laughs> <laughs> but again, talking to other parents will be extremely helpful. And yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very um, happy that I there's you know 
the Special Olympics out there and mm-hmm. other sports that could be inclusive. Right. I really feel like that could be very helpful for her. She's yeah. a bit of a tomboy, too, so I feel like she really will enjoy being active. And yeah. Do they have a Challenger sport. League where you are with the Little League? Uh, it's like the Little League division for special needs. That you know, might I'm not be something sure. to look I'll into because I think they start fairly young with that. My my son has really enjoyed that, and it's mm-hmm. just it's like they play three innings of baseball. Everybody gets pitched at till you hit. Everybody comes home, and uh, after three innings, you're done. <laughs> yeah, and parents can go out on the field and help if they want to. So it's like yeah, the that's exact very opposite flexible. of regular nice. little league in terms of stress and you know pressure. If your kid throws the ball the wrong way, nobody really cares. Right. Yeah. There are programs out there that are nice and uh and yeah, I think that's yeah. that's also another uh way to look at inclusion too is what not just what's happening in your school but what's happening in your community. Right. And how can you have the child uh involved in the community like so that Terry said earlier, so people get to know your child yeah. and who she is and and I think it just helps normalize the entire situation. Yeah. You know. That's the thing with a lot of these nice resources like Special Olympics or Challenger Olympics, you're not really in the community. It's a it's sort I of know, that does thing. that does uh concern me a bit about Special Olympics. I wouldn't want that yeah. to be the only one, although I think it's a huge confidence booster. Yeah, I think you have mm-hmm. to have a balance. So yeah. you have the things that boost their confidence and then you have the things that are more mixed. Hopefully we need to you know, I would like to say, well, we've got an inclusion working in the schools now, so now we move on to the community, except in a lot of places it's not working in the schools either. But exactly. Maybe the, mm-hmm. You know, it, it would be great to have inclusive experiences in the community, in the churches, and in the uh, sports. and in the, uh, We've talked to uh, Matt Chinelli here in New Jersey, who's trying to get mm-hmm. things where you bring the regular ed kids into the inclus- into the more exclusive sports things. Like, I would have loved Challenger League when I was a kid. I mean, I had no <laughs> yeah. disability, but I could not throw a ball straight and I could yeah. not run. And three innings of everybody wins ball would have been, I would have been right. there. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I rather believe yeah. there are still struggling out with there challenges would, as well. We don't have a diagnosis, but would be right. really happy to go play that. So that's maybe where we need to look at next is uh, do sort of reverse inclusion, bring the bring the regular ed kids into the special needs resources and mix mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah, I've I've been trying to listen to the parents who who are already in middle school and beyond, and extracurricular things seems to be a big, big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it does um, the, the kids included together is a great resource for that too. Uh, if you um, yes. are looking at ways to have a community program include a child with Down syndrome or special needs, mm-hmm. you can always look at. Uh, kit.org okay kit.org and they're a fabulous organization that helps train leaders who are in community activities to be more inclusive yeah. and gives you tips for you know tips for parents and um to help yeah yeah a lot of the work. time it does have to be parent driven doesn't it it's like a mm-hmm. whole next an extra job in addition to whatever you're trying to do in the school you have that to is be the, the whole challenge is how many hours in a day and how many other responsibilities and other kids do you have, you know, yeah. that you prioritize yeah. what I'm, you're doing. But I did that for a while, and then I petered out, and nobody picked it up. So it's like right. a drop-off really? in community activities, yeah, the church and oh. stuff like that. If I wasn't okay. pushing, it didn't happen. 
So right. hopefully we're moving past that. And it's great if you can find more than one parent who wants to get into a particular place. You can tag team or something. Yeah. But uh, it does get exhausting. And that's another great issue, too, is networking, just getting to know yes. the other parents and building yourself a, a community, that people that you can rely on for resources or information and support and while you're advocating. And fear into <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not just me, it's me and my friends and we're loudmouths. So um, Yeah. Building networks is so important too. Well so true. certainly wish you all the best with Nina and and the future and you know, down the road and how things work out with yes. school. Very thank exciting. you so much. It's been a pleasure speaking <laughs> with you. Yeah, thank yes. you. It's a, a great topic and great to talk to somebody who's just at the beginning of a process. My kids are in college now, so I look back at the different points and see when it was easy and when it was not so easy. But, but uh, good luck to, to both yes. of you. And thank, thank you so you. much for being our guest today, Julie. And we, I would like to thank our listeners for tuning into our program this morning. Please join us for next week's show with documentary filmmaker Lee Hirsch. Lee is well-known for several outstanding documentaries, including one that was released last year called Bully, and Nicole is going to talk to him about what needs to happen in schools in order to prevent bullying. The show will be at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and not during our regular time slot, and I will be at college with my kids, so Nicole will be on her own. Uh, In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, where Nicole tweets under the name inclusive underscore class, and I am at mamatude, M-A-M-A-T-U-D-E. And finally, remember that you can download our past podcasts for free on Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, Goodbye, everybody, and have a great week. Goodbye. Thank you.